Welcome to Do Your Thing. In this podcast, I speak to fabulous people about their passions and side hustles. Each week, we discover how they got started, why they love what they do, and share some tips and tricks for anyone hoping to do their thing in the world. So for people that don't know who you are, could you please tell me a bit about yourself? Yes, so I'm Nicola. Um, I am based in London, although have kind of grown up, uh, grew up in Madrid and spent six years living there when I was younger. Um, And then as part of my university course, I actually lived in Barcelona for a year. So I'm a big kind of foodie travel uh, fan and kind of always planning well, when I can, a next kind of holiday yeah. or <laughs> um, the next restaurant to go to. But um, work-wise, yes, I'm a life coach sort of part-time at the moment um, alongside uh, another job, but looking to transition into sort of running my business full-time um, as soon as possible, really. So it's that transition phase at the moment of weaning off um, a kind of nine-to-five corporate-type role Um and building up the life coaching side of things, which is very exciting, albeit slightly daunting, but um, I'm ready. So, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the transition bit is the, the most trickiest part, isn't it? Um, it's just like taking that leap. It's so scary yes. not knowing like what's going to happen. I know, I know. I think it's that sort of, there's, there's a part of it that says, oh, just kind of quit and, you know, go into it full time. And then there's also a part of it some quite sort of sensible and kind of risk averse most of the time so I think if I can do it gradually and at the moment I've been doing you know the life coaching and, and running my business along the side and doing work in the mornings or the evenings or the weekends and it's been working really well but I think the more I'm doing it the more I'm loving it and I just know that this is kind of the career that I want to pursue so it comes a point where you think actually something else has to change here and um, that's where I'm at now and had that realization so it's just facilitating it all and making sure that kind of everything jots into place as much as possible but I'm very open and aware that you can't always control everything and and things do crop up so it's kind of an exciting journey but a learning curve at the same time. (laughs) Yes um, you said you had that realization that you wanted to become a life coach what made you want to do it? Yes I think um I definitely haven't had the thought in my mind for years and years like I want to be a life coach you know and some people are younger than I know I want to be a doctor or I want to be a policeman um I guess I you know sort of as I'm sure many people will be able to relate didn't really know what I wanted to do out of uni um and tested out a couple of different options I suppose and originally um worked for a travel agency as a sort of travel consultant which was amazing um but it sort of after a couple of years I kind of thought I like it but I'm not really challenging myself I'm not I don't really feel like I'm kind of adding much value kind of not to the world but just making a difference you know in that sort of sense um and I've always been interested in the wellness industry and like kind of trying new food and staying healthy and um recently well relatively recently kind of big fan of all these like self-help books and learning and everything so I thought how can I kind of tie that in with a career that a I'll enjoy but also b will kind of tick those boxes in terms of feeling like I'm adding value and helping people and I really like talking to people and meeting new people and having conversations um I'm much more of a listener than a talker so in conversations I'm always just like asking questions and then like very happy not to talk about myself um so I think it was just (laughs) trying to work out piecing all those things together um kind of what 
what that might look like in a career. And I spoke to one of my friends kind of a while ago, but she said, oh, have you thought about doing life coaching? And I thought, not really. Like I'm sort of familiar with it, but not, hadn't really looked into it or considered it as a kind of career option. Um, And then I guess from that conversation, really, I just did more research into what life coaches actually do and how you become a life coach. It's still, whilst it's becoming much more um, kind of known at the moment, I suppose, there's still a bit of unclarity around like, what do they actually do? And, and, you know, what's the difference in life coach and a therapist and all that kind of thing. So I just did my own research really and, and spoke to a couple of people um, through sort of friends of friends or, or uh, coaches that I came across on Instagram and just reached out and said, you know, this is what I'm thinking at the very beginning of my journey. Um, what do you recommend and, and what's it like and how did you start out? And then built up a much better picture of kind of what a life coach did and how they worked with clients and the kind of lifestyle that it gave you as well, which I thought think actually is really a really key point for me is the the lifestyle element of working for yourself and also doing something that's kind of client facing, but having autonomy over when you work and how you work and the hours. So it kind of just clicked and um, went from there. So it was definitely a relatively recent discovery sort of in the last couple of years versus it being a thought that I'd had and, and pursued for for sort of five or six years, um, but a bit of a roundabout way. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it happened really. Oh, great. And as you said, it's so amazing if we can find something that is rewarding that's definitely mm-hmm. like what I've you know trying to set up my own business um I've just wanted to find something that I feel fulfilled doing um mm-hmm. and that I mean you know running a business is stressful as well yeah <laughs> but you know that feeling of as you said helping people out um mm-hmm. with your clients and just finding that fulfilling rewarding work yeah exactly and I think that's kind of what gave me that final sort of boost into actually doing something about it because I was having these feelings of like you know my work's fine and I like the people that I work with but I just didn't have that kind of care about what I was doing I sort of thought you know do I actually care about this marketing campaign and Mm -hmm. you know that's probably uh, to a lot of people you know it's it would be a great job and it is the right kind of environment but for what I was looking to do and like you say having something at the beginning of the day or the beginning of your week where you think I'm actually making a difference here and I actually care about what I'm doing just became more and more apparent to me and that was really like one of those you know sort of how people have their values of like what what's really valuable to you that was something that I was like actually hang on a minute this isn't taking a box in my current role so I need to do something to change that um so yeah it was that realization and then the desire to kind of want to do something a bit more meaningful so you had the idea and you decided that you were going to become a life coach. So how did you go about actually setting it up, you know, getting the clients and getting the ball rolling um, just from the initial idea? Yes. So um, I started off doing my life coaching diploma, um, which was a sort of e-learning uh, course. So I was able to do that kind of in the mornings before work or evenings and then also on the weekends. Um, built up my knowledge kind of that way and then um, wanted to and sort of was required as well as part of the course to do kind of training hours I guess it's really important like once you've got the theory you then actually need to put it in practice Um, so I kind of mentioned it to some friends and sort of said look this is what I'm doing Um, if you know of anyone that would be interested in kind of 
um, testing out whilst I'm getting to grips with how it all works and what my style is and, you know, all that kind of thing. Would you be interested? Obviously not, not charging, but just to build up that experience. So luckily I had some friends who were up for um, giving it a go, but also oh, that amazing. they kind of put me in touch with. So I think it was quite nice because I felt like I had a lot of knowledge at that point. I just hadn't kind of had a lot of like one-to-one sessions. Um, so that was kind of the first place to start. And then, um, you know, there was that sort of battle of like, do I need to set up a website? And do I need mm. to create an Instagram account? And it was knowing kind of what to do and what process to do it all. But I think, as I'm sure you'll agree, there's not a sort of a right or wrong time when you should do those things no it's just <laughs> going yeah. with the flow whatever exactly like, like- I'm not from a business background myself mm-hmm. so when I set up my business um I do wedding films it was yeah. all just like um okay I'll just yeah. start somewhere and hope for the best room <laughs> yeah 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 and you think oh maybe I should have it because that looks more professional um yeah Uh, And I think, you know, that there is an element to that, you know, having like a website or an official Instagram business page, it makes it almost a bit more credible. And it's quite nice when you speak to people, you can can refer them to those pages to be like, oh, well, check out the work that I've done. Or, you know, it's it's a nice way of adding more information about who you are and and how you work and uh, relaying a bit of your character and personality across. Um, so that was probably one of the next things I did. I remember I was very excited when I bought my domain name and I was like, oh, it's official. Um, <laughs> That's always um, exciting. And knowing that it's actually there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all real. Um, and then I think that once I started building up more confidence and experience with that coaching, um, it was just a case of I, I suppose I was sort of always learning. And that's one of the other things why what I love about um you know, being a life coach, there's always stuff to learn. And it's like a kind of continual development um, journey um, that I can then relate to the clients that I work with, or if there's certain topics that come up with clients, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I can go in and explore it in more detail. Um, so yeah, I think from there, it was just a case of kind of spreading the word, speaking to other people in the industry. Um, I remember I recorded a couple of podcasts relatively early on as a nice way of um just building up my own confidence but also being able to kind of showcase how I worked and the work that I was doing and word of mouth actually was really um powerful um and it was a nice way of kind of friends or family or friends of friends to be able to kind of bring up in conversation as and when it was relevant um and I guess you just slowly build a bit of a following and an uh, audience on on Instagram um and then yeah it kind of all went from there I guess Oh, amazing. So it just grew from there. And as you said, like word of mouth really is helpful as well. It is. It is. It's always nice. I think, you know, even just from personal experience, when you're looking for a service or even like a recommendation of like a restaurant, when you have one that's like a personal recommendation, it gives you a bit more sense of kind of like you kind of trust in that person's opinion. And it's nice to have a personal connection to that as well. Um, So I myself, generally I'm always like oh yeah I can give you that recommendation or oh look like when I get you go abroad you know it's nice to have like per- people's advice and tips on where to go in the same way it is with you know I guess even like a wedding wedding video yeah. or wedding planner you know having had that service before or knowing of it just is that sort of reassurance I think as well yeah so it's yeah it's so amazing to you know network as well and meet mm. those people that you can mm. um refer to definitely definitely and I think 
network in, I guess, both of our industries is so important because as soon as you meet one client or one, you know, friend, it's then also their network of people that you're kind of exposed to as well. Um, so it's a nice way of broadening uh, your network and, and growing your kind of awareness that way. So how long have you been doing this now? So um, kind of officially, I guess, working with clients since the beginning of the year, so January, um, mm -hmm. and then I guess started kind of my diploma and, and the learning side of things slightly before that. Um, so it feels like it still feels relatively new, but I guess um, it's been what, like sort of nine, 10 months of, of client work. Um, and it just, I don't know, every time I'm working with a new client, it's always so exciting because everyone's individual and they've got their different challenges and goals and they've all come from different sort of scenarios and circumstances. So I just find it very rewarding um, and just always very interesting to kind of hear how people think and what they're struggling with and how I can help them and then building that kind of relationship, um, you know, the kind of coaching client relationship. Although when you put it like that, it sounds much more formal. Um, it's meant, to, you know, it's kind of see it as like two friends, but um, one of them kind of helping the other slightly more um, than perhaps the other way around. Yeah. And you said about, you know, having that friendship or relationship and mm. you being able to help them out a bit more. So why would you um, recommend having a life coach? Um, is it for like some of those reasons, as you mentioned? Yeah, I think um, it's one of those funny things that, um, and I, I sort of say it quite quite often, but I guess no one sort of needs a life coach, but everyone could benefit from having one. Um, so it's the idea that you've got someone um, that is very like sort of fully focused on you and you achieving your your goals and sort of realizing dreams, I suppose. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'd love to be able to do this. And it's like, well, if you, you know, you could do that if you sort of sat down and created a, a like a 90 day plan or a three month, six month plan. Um, so I think one of the main benefits and, and what a lot of clients kind of come to me for, I suppose, is the accountability. So it's having someone that you check in with at least once every uh, two weeks. But actually, the way I work my clients is, you know, you can send me an email or send me a voice note. So it's that kind of regular contact, um, whereby you're checking in on the progress that you're making, um, looking at kind of any challenges that are coming up, and then re revisiting any goals or action plans as a result of kind of the progress that you're making. So it's keeping you on track to ensure that the goal that you set out to achieve is kind of being actioned um and alongside that obviously as we all know you know we often have these goals but we can sometimes get sidetracked or things crop up that mean that you know we're suddenly doubting ourselves or we're you know we're we're kind of the the self-belief is like oh is that possible um and any other kind of mindset challenges so a lot of the work as well is around this mindset piece of building the courage and the confidence which in turn facilitates kind of taking action so it's I'm able to provide that kind of objective feedback act as a bit of a soundboard um, and be there to kind of act as a bit of a cheerleader along that journey um, because you know when people are striving to achieve great things or they're looking to kind of make quite big shifts and changes in their life it is quite daunting um, you know as is the case for all of us when we go through change it's a bit like or is it easier just to stick to what I know or yeah. actually is this definitely the right thing? So it's acting as someone that's kind of like 
accompanying them, supporting them through that period of transition um, and celebrating the wins of them along the way, but also celebrating or in, so being supportive when there's certain challenges or barriers that come up and, and making sure that those aren't um, kind of over, that they're not overshadowed by all the, the positive things that are going on as well. That's so amazing to hear, you know, um, from a life coach, um, because, you know, people can get it mixed up, you know, with therapists, as you said, mm. or counsellor. Um, so it's actually really good to hear the differences. Mm. Um, and it sounds more like, yeah, you're somebody that, you know, encourages people. And you said their cheerleader um, alongside them more than, I guess, trying to deal with past traumas and things. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of the key difference, I suppose, with a therapist and a life coach is that a therapist will um, understand kind of at the beginning of a kind of coaching or a therapist client relationship um, what's happened in the past so understanding why you might be feeling a certain way or why you have certain you know a lack of confidence or looking at sort of past trauma typically um, obviously that's very generalized but naturally things will probably stem from an occasion or an event or, or a time of your life and then it's understanding what happened to then give kind of explanation and rationales to sort of the circumstance you're in at the time and then moving forward um, on the other side a life coach is much more kind of focusing on the present and then looking forward to the future so understanding what your situation is at the moment um, what you want to be doing or what you want to achieve in the future and then working with that individual to kind of get them on the right path gain clarity on what it is that they want because not everyone will come to me with a set goal it might just be this acknowledgement that actually they want to shift things up a little bit they feel that they could be doing more they feel like they deserve to be being paid more or they just feel like there's that kind of lack of spark so it's that kind of determination and desire to change so it's working with them to get them there and understand okay what small steps can you take to get you closer to your goal or what what are these stories that you're telling yourself that are stopping you from making progress on your own so it's kind of breaking it down that way but very much looking forward to um yeah like you say moving forward and kind of creating positive change and and shifts for the future oh great well sounds like I need one to be honest I mean I've (laughs) set so many goals you know in January and then I've got like my 2020 diary next to me yeah it's like empty pages (laughs) I I, I read read something the other day I can't remember I think it was a US study but it basically said that 92% of people who set New Year's resolutions don't stick to them um so there's only 8% that do and I think to be honest what what they were saying which I can imagine is it's that accountability of Mm -hmm. people saying oh I'll do this this and that and everyone has great intentions which you know we we shouldn't ignore um but it's that kind of sticking to it and being quite disciplined um because when you're just account you know when you're just accountable to yourself no one's really going to turn around and say why haven't you done it because you'll always be able to shrug it off and say oh it's because of this reason and and come up with some excuse um so it's having that person kind of alongside you to be like right how are you doing and if you haven't done what you set out to do why is it and maybe it's a case of re-looking at the goal or re-looking at the action um and it's that constant shifting and moving um to ensure that results are created that's so good yeah I think well I've heard this thing that said if you if you're making goals you should try to do it like once a month or throughout the year not just Mm. all at once I don't know if that's 
true but <laughs> yeah I think it's um you know people one of the sort of errors as well is that people want to make a lot of change in at one go so when you're kind of looking to change your diet and your lifestyle and your morning routine and the amount of exercise that you're doing if you kind of set out to do that all at one go it becomes very overwhelming and unmanageable so the key is to kind of do smaller things kind of over a more regular period of time um and even when it's you know people say oh in the morning I kind of set my alarm at course to nine roll out of bed and start work at nine but I want to become more of a morning person and then you think okay well you've got to then set your alarm at quarter past seven so half an hour earlier and then in those half an hour what do you want to do versus saying okay set your alarm at 6am from now onwards and suddenly become a morning person it just doesn't it doesn't really work like that so <laughs> I've tried <laughs> yeah it's doing it you know it's doing small things that are realistic um but also understanding that we you know we're all different and actually if you're not a morning person it doesn't matter um and it's and it's kind of making it very bespoke um and unique to the individual um which is obviously something that I do is like a, a creating those bespoke action plans versus thinking oh well my friend said it'd be really good to do this this and that so I think I should do it as well um it might work for your friend but it not doesn't necessarily work for you as well that's the thing isn't it we're all so different and yes something that may work for someone else might not work for you exactly exactly um and I think you know we that because of sort of the society that we were living in and Instagram and social media there's that constant comparison of oh yes what are they doing what is she doing oh, I saw that they did that. And not only is it often kind of this highlight reel of the, the best two seconds of their day, but equally everyone's at different stages of their journey. Everyone has different goals. And I think something important to kind of remember is everyone has different measures of success. So just because someone's doing that and has achieved X, Y, and Z doesn't mean that that equates to success for you as well. So it's kind of trying not to get caught up on that comparison of they're doing this, so I feel like I sh- should be doing this as well. Um, it's trying to keep it quite separate but have your own definition of success and your own goals and your own ways of kind of monitoring that yeah I totally agree with you um and so do you come from an entrepreneurial background um well I yes I do but I hadn't really it not kind of um massively so I guess um I was actually speaking to my mum about this the other week and um I was saying you know I'm pretty much going to go full time with my life coaching and what do you think and you know knew that they would be supportive and she was reminding me how when she was I think it was she said 27 she set up her first business um and really since then she's pretty much been working for herself be that with her own company or kind of as a freelancer or setting up little businesses along the way um so I suppose in that sense yes um on the other hand uh, my dad typically has worked kind of for an organization um, as part of like a bigger firm, but he's definitely got a bit of like an entrepreneurial sort of streak in him of, you know, thinking of different ways of doing things or coming up with different ideas. And it's quite creative in that way. Um, So yeah, I say yes and no, not kind of uh, with my wider family, but looking directly at my parents, then there's definitely been, I think some sort of subconscious influence of my mom. because I never thought, thought kind of she's always been an entrepreneur but then when I was chatting to her I was like oh yeah you really have been since you were know <laughs> quite young so that's quite nice I think yeah and it's amazing to have those inspirations surrounded mm. by you 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something I was thinking recently, you know, with the whole um, lockdown situation, a lot of people might be rethinking how they work now and maybe trying to start their own business or trying yeah. to think differently about how they work. Yeah, I think um, this time has kind of given people more of a chance to kind of reflect on what they do enjoy about their job, but also what they do value kind of in their days, like weeks on week. And now that people have been working from home, it's that kind of realization that they spent, you know, maybe up to two hours a day commuting. Um, It's the money that they're now saving, not commuting, but it's also the new kind of found sense of freedom as it were so whilst people are still working it's that freedom to kind of get up at 11 o'clock and put a wash on or pop down to the post office because you can or you know chat to your mum in the afternoon because she wants to give you a quick call um so I think it's definitely enabled us to kind of see work from maybe a different lens um and also to understand that there is more variety than perhaps people thought in terms of kind of how they work and where they work um, and whether actually having that flexibility is something that is quite important to them. Um, And that's definitely something that, you know, is really crucial to me and something I identified a while ago is is to me being able to have the flexibility of working where I want, um, you know, even if it was going abroad for a month and working abroad or being able to go and work in a cafe or, starting work earlier and ending earlier I think that's all something that's now actually becoming much more prominent in bigger corporate organizations as well because they it's proven that that is possible and actually people still do work hard despite the fact that they're working from home because I think typically you always have to kind of give an excuse and pretend like the plumber was coming over or there was something (laughs) being fixed so um, it's quite nice that there's now that kind of understood um you know acknowledgement that we can work from home and still do a good job yeah exactly and you know as someone well you work for yourself so yeah it must have been nice for other people to acknowledge the fact that people can work from home the office yeah and I think you know it's it takes away a lot of stress not having to commute and it gives back people much more of their time so that can be used for things like exercise or getting fresh air or just doing things that they enjoy you know and before it was quite this, it was, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of movement, people kind of constantly going to and from and traveling around. And you can, see, you know, soon start to see how that just culminates in quite a kind of unhealthy mindset and lifestyle. So now that people have been exposed to this kind of more steady and slow pace way of life, um, I think that's then had a knock on effect on their work performance as well. Um, that I'm sure organizations are able to see kind of as a result well I don't know if you had um, met your clients face to face before um, but will you be continuing to use some of the online um, tools yeah so actually it was sort of predominantly all online anyway Um, I suppose the main thing yeah (laughs) Um, I think partly because you know it means I can work with people that are based kind of all over not necessarily in London, for example, Um, but also people were often having kind of the coaching sessions in the evening or before work. So a lot of the clients I work with typically have their own business um, or have kind of a full-time job. So it was a chance for them to have the sessions in the evening in the comfort of their own home without having to kind of travel further or meet in a cafe. Um, 
the main thing I suppose is the kind of event side of things and the networking events or the kind of talks and stuff that were put on within that within the industry so that's slightly different because kind of all calling into like a big group zoom call isn't quite the same um but it is amazing that we have still been able to enjoy lots of those kind of things with with the kind of technology that we have but I imagine well I guess for you it must be quite different um considering it's sort of wedding based and that's had quite a big impact oh yeah like a lot of the weddings have been postponed but we had one Mm. last weekend which was the first of the year because of COVID um so yeah it was amazing to like get back to it but um a lot of the others have been Mm. postponed till next year yeah I guess it'll be chock-a-block from next year when everyone's like booked in and and desperately waiting to go ahead (laughs) yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah so have you actually had um life coaching yourself yes so actually that's probably yeah I'm glad you asked that was part of my um kind of journey at the beginning when I set up my business is I actually worked with my own life coach um and that was in the form of kind of one-to-one coaching sessions that I had every other week with her for kind of an hour at a time and I think that was you know hugely hugely beneficial and I can't really imagine you know having been able to do it without her in a way just because she was there to kind of act as that support and as I said before when you start having thoughts of like self-doubt and questioning whether you're making the right decision um it's someone that you can kind of rely on and, and have a very open and safe and sort of supportive conversation which in turn then spurs you on for kind of the next week or the next few days to kind of get on get back on track with kind of the progress that you're looking to make and you can have those more specific conversations and topics based on what kind of has come up since the last time you spoke um and now that I'm looking to kind of take the business up to the next level um and scale it up I'm actually about to start working with another coach again on a one-to-one basis and I just think it's so important for that support point of view as well as the accountability but also because of our you know our mindset it's like it's a muscle that constantly needs attention and sort of nurturing um that getting that from an experienced coach will it's really really helpful um and so that's it's come at quite a nice time I think now I'm like ready to make those changes I'm like okay ready for some more support and I can kind of therefore vouch how effective it is considering I'm having my own coach and I think it's just it goes to show kind of the the results and the the success I guess that can be created when you are working with someone on that kind of one-to-one basis over a say three-month period yeah and it's amazing to see that you know you're still um doing it yourself and even though that you're um you know a life coach yourself it's still Mm. important to keep learning keep you know and as you say keep working that muscle yourself yeah I think you know it's sort of to a lot of people it's maybe slightly an alien concept of, of having a life coach and the lack of understanding as to kind of where it could fit in um but I suppose when you think of you know, professional athletes or, or any sort of athlete, they work with a coach to help them on their physical performance in the same way that when you go to a gym, you employ a personal trainer because you want to get stronger, you want to get fitter, you have certain goals um, that you want to achieve. So you turn to a kind of professional or an expert in that field to help you on that journey. And that's exactly the same way that a life coach will work with people is that you know, they might have business goals, or they might have life goals, or they might have, you know, a desire to 
um, move abroad, set up their own business, um, change, pivot careers, which is uh, something I'm seeing quite a lot at the moment is people kind of having that realization, as you say, since lockdown of actually the work that I'm doing, I just, I'm not fulfilled by, and it's not motivating me and I want to change, but it's the kind of panic of, oh gosh, I'm kind of early thirties or I've just had a child. Is it too late? Should I just stick to what I know? So that's when having that kind of uh, relationship with someone who has the objective feedback and kind of talk you through the process quite rationally and being like, right, what do we need to do? How can we break it down? That's when it just, that's kind of how it works really effectively. Um, so making that comparison, yeah, between the kind of personal trainer and fitness goals is the same as like a life coach and kind of life goals, as it were. Yeah, no, that's so good because, you know, some of us only think that, um, you know, celebrities or people who are in the sports industry will have a coach, but, you know, people, normal people can have one as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that I've kind of mentioned before to other people is, you know, at the moment, a lot of people will have like, you know, some, when they get their their monthly salary through or their, their pay through, it's like you have a little bucket for nice meals you have a little bucket for holidays you have a little bucket for spending money um but we don't a lot of us don't have a bucket for kind of personal development or sort of self-investment um Mm. which is quite a new thing but actually when you think about it that's probably the best way that you could be spending your money is kind of reinvesting it back into yourself and your future um and whilst it seems probably tempting to go on a bit of a shopping spree and say Zara or Whistles or wherever it might be, those items, you know, will look, make you feel great for an evening. And then you probably end up wearing them a handful of times and then they get forgotten about. Whereas if we can start to understand actually what that money could do from a personal side of things, you know, is that doing signing up to a course? Is that working with a life coach? Or is it doing things like a yoga a yoga membership you know it doesn't have to be kind of a coach as such but it's more it's money that's going to help us on a personal level be that with a mindset or kind of longer term like helping to reduce stress or improving kind of our movement so it's that concept that I think people are starting to come to terms with of actually how best to spend their money and the sort of investment side that that brings for yourself and your personal development yeah no I heard someone say that investing in yourself is the best investment you can make Mm, especially at the moment when there are so many things that are uncertain and so many things are kind of still changing in like our external environment it's just like what can we do actually that's going to really make a difference and, and what's kind of the best way that I can use that money and it's the need to kind of evolve and change with the times as things are changing and to kind of put ourselves in the best possible position so that if you know, we do lose our job, or we are faced with knockbacks, or, you know, there is these things that change, because unfortunately, you know, we can't plan everything and things do kind of crop up when we least expect it. It's kind of being in the best possible position to kind of respond to those events, um, and building up that resilience to kind of help support us through um, the kind of uncertain times or challenges that we might be faced with. Amazing. Yeah, no, that is that is so good. And something that yeah people should really look into Mm, mm, I kind of I think you know slowly but surely people will realize and it's just like understanding I think with life coaching as well because it's not like a physical change that you can see 
you think, okay, well, what am I investing my money in? And you can't, people want to see sort of tangible results straight away. Um, like, you know, when you pay for a holiday, you're like, well, I know what that beach is going to look like. I can see what the hotel looks like or the same mm-hmm. with kind of dresses or when you get your nails done, you're like, okay, well, I know what it's going to turn out like. Whereas when it's like the sort of an internal change or a shift, it's harder to see until you start experiencing the results. Um, so it's kind of having that desire to change and the belief that you have the kind of motivation and and will and passion to commit to it that then it's kind of most worthwhile yeah no that's a that's a really good way of putting it actually Mm. (laughs) helps kind of bring it to life but I I do I understand kind of why people have their reservations because it's sort of well where's the money going and it's like well it's going back into yourself but it's just how you you know how you decide to show up as to how kind of bigger result you'll see yeah and it's that patience isn't it Mm -hmm. so what has been your biggest high so far throughout this journey um I think well a a couple of things I'd say you know like when my first when I started working with my first paying client that was obviously really exciting um more generally it's kind of being able to speak to and meet really inspiring people um and having just amazing conversations with um I guess people like yourselves who've set up their own business and are on their own journey understanding people kind of their struggles but also their highs and wins and sharing that experience as well um and also just I guess the feeling of knowing that I'm kind of doing something that I really love and that I'm kind of still on my journey and I'm still learning but I'm really enjoying it um and it's just the overall yeah that overall experience of feeling like I'm much more aligned with kind of where I want to be and and what I want to be doing oh that's amazing well I'm so happy for you that you found something that truly makes you happy Thank you. Thank you. So what would you say to other people trying to do their thing in the world? Um, so I think, um, I guess it's just having having the kind of courage to sort of follow your gut and be true to what it is that you really want. Um, I think what I found that like people are always surprisingly supportive when it comes to you telling them for the first time that you're trying something new or you're thinking about setting up your own business and you know, your friends and even, you know, acquaintances are always very interested and um, almost like surprised that, you know, good for you sort of thing. So it's just um, the encouragement, I suppose, of, of ensuring that you follow that, even if you are a bit nervous or you're a bit anxious because you kind of, it's that fear of the unknown. Um, I'd say to do research and always speak to people that are kind of currently in that industry that you're looking to move into um, because people once again are very happy to advise and share you know share tips of kind of what they did and what worked um, and that definitely helped for me um, and also just to kind of see it as like an exciting experiment I don't I think a lot of people kind of take these things very seriously um, and obviously you know it is serious to a degree but it's ultimately something that we're choosing to do and that we're excited about um, and if things do go wrong fine you know it's a learning experience um but to having that kind of open mind and the approach of this is exciting let's see what happens um and I'm passionate about it so I'm going to enjoy it kind of regardless and and having that determination to kind of keep going even when things get a little bit tough or challenging thank you so much that that is amazing advice and as you said you know, if you're passionate about it, that's the main thing. And whether or not it works out, at least you've given it a try. Exactly. I think there's, there's almost, there's always that kind of, would you regret 
not having done something or having done it, but then, you know, realize it's not quite what you want. And I just think I'd always prefer to have done something and then known versus having that kind of regret of, oh, I wish I should have done it because then you you can't go back. Um, And the reality is you'll kind of either meet amazing people on the way or you'll have great stories to tell. Um, I don't think there can be sort of too bad an outcome unless, you know, you end up losing huge amounts of money, which hopefully won't be the case. <laughs> There's always a way to earn um, more money anyway, so that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what is next for you then? So you said that you're going to start doing coaching again. Yes. So I'm going to start working my own coach again. Um, I'm going to, um, yes, I'm still doing my one-to-one coaching. I guess I'll be kind of re-looking at, um, I've just launched a kind of se- September success series coaching package, which Um, It's quite exciting because it's sort of specifically around that. I always see September as a bit of a back to school mindset of, you know, ready to get going, create some great results and understanding kind of what the goals are for these sort of next four months of the year, taking us up to Christmas um, when people start to kind of relook at making changes again. Um, And excitingly working with another coach, actually, who's a friend of mine. um, And we're going to be hosting and launching soon. So I won't reveal too many details. But a group, a group coaching program, um, which will be kind of like an eight week program split over kind of six contact hours um, in terms of face to face work, um, but all around kind of the courage to make change and take action and to kind of, yeah, be sort of true to yourself and honoring kind of those commitments. So I will yeah be sharing more details about that soon, but um, excited for that to be launching kind of October time. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, I'll have to keep a lookout. And Definitely. If anyone else wants to see what Nicola is up to coming in up in October, um, where can people find you? So um, either my website, which is www.nicolacharlotte.com. Um, otherwise, I'm probably most active on my Instagram, which is Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Um, and I'm always posting little tips and insights and advice um and sharing kind of other resources and podcasts and stuff so definitely yeah check out my page and feel free to get in touch with any questions I love hearing from people like you know and just understanding kind of what people are doing and any thoughts or challenges that are coming up so yeah either Instagram or my website thank you so much Nicola and you know as Nicola said she's she shares so many amazing resources um something that I was checking out on your page actually on your Instagram was like your expectations um little series I don't know but I've been reading a lot about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's I mean it's I've done three um kind of IGTV videos on my Instagram so definitely check it out but kind of an overview is the yeah this this concept of expectations and how we all have expectations and probably far more than we perhaps realize and by coming, becoming more aware of our expectations, we actually reduce the likelihood of getting disappointed um, because we go into scenarios or situations with a sort of expected outcome. Um, and then when we place this kind of emotion on something happening, i.e., you know, when I get a promotion, I will be so much happier. When that promotion happens, if we don't suddenly feel much happier, we then feel huge disappointment and kind of um resentment or anger and it can be you know that extreme or it can also be turning up to meet a friend for a coffee if you agree to meet at 10 o'clock and you expect your friend to turn up at 10 o'clock as well but they're 15 or 20 minutes late 
suddenly we start feeling angry or frustrated or annoyed that they haven't turned up at 10. And it's simply because we've had that expectation of them kind of acting in the same way as us. So it's learning how to kind of drop the expectations and adopt more of kind of an open mind, being more open to possibilities and opportunities, and then kind of seeing things with a, yeah, more of a, an open minded approach. But it's a, it's a very interesting topic. And I think we all have so many expectations, you know, even from when we're much younger of how we expect our life to pan out and when we think we're going to get married and how many children we're going to have or the house we're going to live in. Um, so if we're not careful, we can kind of build ourselves up to, to become quite disappointed. So it's, uh, yeah, something, something that I covered in a couple of videos, but um, very interesting. Yeah. And if you want to check it out, please head to Nicola's Instagram page. I love the videos and yeah, I'm learning so much um already so <laughs> thank you yeah no definitely and and uh, as i said any questions get in touch but um i will yeah i share share videos and tips regularly so just uh, keep an eye out thank you so much nicola and thanks so much for coming onto the podcast today it's been such a pleasure to speak to you thank you thank you very much for having me